Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Today's episode, my interview with Dr. Dwayne Allison, chiropractor and wellness physician. Dr. Dwayne Allison has been in private practice since graduating from Texas Chiropractic College in 1985. He's given over three quarters of a million individual treatments, his first in Texas and now in Franklin, Tennessee, where I am among his devoted patients. Born legally blind, he's overcome huge hurdles in his life to become a well-respected chiropractor, public speaker, and singer-songwriter-performer. His care is effective for those who have chronic pain and all kinds of disabilities and other issues. He also delivers high-performance care to musicians, runners, martial artists, and other athletes. The multiple protocols in which he's certified include acupuncture with and without needles, treating the injured musician, medical qigong, athletes and industry, corporate wellness and accident prevention, and so much more. Dr. Allison is a true community leader. Check out his website, franklinchiropractic.net, for the organizations who have him on their boards, the positions he's held, including district president for Texas and Tennessee chiropractic associations, his appearances on TV and radio, and the incredible number of hours of volunteer and educational work he's done. Some of his other interests include marathon running, guitar, songwriting, hiking, chess, table tennis, travel, foreign language and culture, human development and empowerment, public speaking, writing, unicycling, and martial arts. He and his equally amazing wife, Rita, have six children, some of whom have studied voice with me. I had the pleasure of producing an album of Duane's original music. He's a truly gifted and insightful healer and music maker. So let's dive right into the interview I had with him about, yes, all things vocal. Dr. Allison, I am so happy to be on the line with you today. Thank you, Judy. I'm super happy to be on this call with you. For my listeners here, Dr. Allison, I've known him so long and been his patient that I may refer to him as Dwayne, which is his first name. We've been friends a long time and had a lot of wonderful discussions about the voice, so I can't wait to get into it. Dr. Allison, you are a wellness physician who sings and is a public speaker, and that makes you the perfect doctor for my readers and listeners at All Things Vocal. Of course, the other reason is that as your patient, I know firsthand what your work does for my voice. So let's start by how and why you incorporated music, songwriting, singing, recording, and performing into your life. Well, Judy, I... As a teenager, music was actually my first interest. Uh, I was planning to, to run away to Nashville and be a, you know, an artist and all that whenever I was probably 13, you know. And wow. um, as uh, life took its shape, I became very interested in, in the health and wellness field, and that became my prime interest. But I never really got music out of my system. And, and you're from um, Texas, right? I'm you're from, from Texas? From, uh, Fort, Fort Worth, Texas. One of the reasons that I actually relocated to the, the Nashville area was not to be an artist per se, but to be around you guys, be around musicians, because uh, I just love <laughs> the energy and the culture and, and not being full-time in the music side of it myself. Uh, I just love being around you all. So it's very enriching to me to help you all perform at your peak level, whether you're a writer or a singer or a musician at whatever level. 
And okay. since you are all of that, it makes you even more of an expert in what really works instead of what's just theory. Right. And um, I should say that uh, Judy has been my vocal coach. She's produced me in the studio. She's <laughs> coached my wife and uh, two of my daughters. My youngest daughter refers to you as the wizard. Uh, <laughs> love it. Yes, yeah, so so many tricks and so forth uh, have helped her. But I remember growing up, I just learned how to play guitar and sing, sitting on a bale of hay, playing to the barnyard animals. I mean, that's that's a pretty easy <laughs> audience. So you pick up a lot of bad habits, not having somebody like you at, at formative years to guide me. So um, I kind of identify with June Carter in the in the movie. Walk the line, she was telling Johnny Cash, and she's saying, you know, well, I'm not really a very good singer, so I, I just have to bring in humor and some of these other antics. Of course, you have to play to your strength. I, I kind of went that direction as well. You bring in humor. Humor is great, but it's okay to be funny, but you don't want to sing funny. Yeah. So you've helped me and my family immensely. So we, we were talking about kind of the progression of how, how music and, and working with musicians has been an integral part of the practice. Being in private practice, I've done a good bit of speaking to educate the public on matters of health. So the tools that I've learned from you in singing have translated very, very well into speaking as well. That's great. You know what? It takes a village to have a voice. And you've taught me so many mm-hmm. things that I've used in my practice too. Success has many parents. I love that saying. Okay, well, let's get into some specifics. How does your work impact the voice? Well, for a singer, your physical body is your instrument. And uh, no guitarist, I play guitar primarily, that's one of my main instrumental uh, references, but no guitarist would leave their, their best instrument, you know, in the trunk of their car, you know, with weather changes and moisture and dryness and all the different things. And so we need to be very aware as singers how we take care of our instrument, which is our body. We don't have the luxury of, of abusing our bodies. And uh, I know there's a lot of artists that have gone before us who have, and they've paid the price in, in greater terms other than their voice. They've paid the, paid the price in their, in their very health in their life. So it's so important just to take care of just the general principles of health, which is what we talk about all day with all of our patients. The vocal instrument has to do with from the head to the toe and, and even out beyond that with our, uh, our psychology and everything else. So uh, you've been really creative in how you've chosen to work and you use a lot of tools and therapies with your patients according to what works for them specifically. What are some of the ways that you make the voice better? Well, it's an individual situation. Each person mm. comes in with their own their own goals and objectives, their own health history, and you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we have to sit down knee to knee and just have a conversation about who they are and where they are and where they want to go. So the seven pillars of, of wellness that we share with all of our patients, which are especially important for vocalists, relate to, for example, uh, exercise. In um, singing, you use uh, muscles. They need to be toned but not tight. They need to be balanced. Your posture needs to be centered and free of, of stress as possible. We talk about nutrition, uh, hydration. We talk with folks about getting enough rest, not only enough sleep, but being able to be relaxed on cue. Right. Uh, we have the mental component as far as thinking, you know, wholesome, happy thoughts. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy as far as self-defeating thoughts. So it's hard to be objective with yourself. It helps to have somebody else uh, address these things with you. We also look at the neurological component because I'm a functional neurologist and that we work with the brain, spinal cord, and nerves to basically to help the, your, your body do what it needs to do when it needs to do it. So it's a real holistic way of approaching the vocal instrument that has to do with all of these things. 
I particularly love that thing you just said about muscles. They need to be toned but not tight. And and the neural pathways need to be uh, clear as well. You do a consultation with each patient and try to figure out what the most important need is first, right? Right. And some people have, you know, very few things that need to be addressed. Other people may have more. And uh, much yeah. like in your work, I mean, you, you see things in your I do the same thing, that, yes. And a lot of it, to be honest with you, is a matter of unloading unnecessary baggage. It's not that you know, so much need to add very much, if, if anything, usually. It's more of just peeling away the, the bad habits or the um, taking your foot off the brake. If, you're, if you don't have your foot on the brake, you don't have to put much pressure on the accelerator to move forward. But if you have your foot on the brake, <laughs> you know, it tenses the whole system up, obviously. Yeah, it's ridiculous to be holding down the accelerator pedal and braking at the same time and, and wondering what the heck is wrong. Right. So how do you do that? How do you uh, assess people? Well, it's been said that your posture is a window to your health. Actually, there's mm-hmm. several windows to your health, but posture is one of them. If a person has undue distortion in, in their instrument, imagine if you had a, a, I don't know, a clarinet or a trumpet that, that was all bent up and the keys didn't work, move freely on it and what have you, that would be problematic. So uh, you want to uh, be aware of uh, what your posture is. And when, when we're centered from front to back and side to side, just something as basic as that, then your structure actually will hold you up. And your structure meaning your, your skeletal system and ligaments. And you're not having to use muscles unnecessarily. That frees up your muscular components to be at your command as a singer. For example, if your head drifts forward, uh, which is very, very common in our society primarily because of uh, computers and driving, everything is in kind of a small circle in front, you know, from eye level down to, you know, belly level. So our our posture drifts forward. And so when that happens, it, it tenses, it pulls your windpipe forward in an unnatural position. It tenses the muscles from the cervical spine into the jaw. It creates pulling across the shoulder blades in the back. And if you're standing, I mean, it causes connective tissue that goes from the base of your head. Keep in mind, your head weighs about the same as a bowling ball, a good 12 uh-huh. pounds. And uh-huh. so that if your head drifts forward, imagine that connective tissue going running down the back of your neck, down your back, down your hips, your hamstrings, and even down your feet, all become tensed to keep you from falling forward on, on your face. So even problems like um, fascial problems into the feet can develop just from your body being out of center. So... By the same token, you don't want your, your spine to drift backward or to one side or the other. It can compress the lungs, uh, the rib cage. Your ribs don't open and close freely. So there's a lot of issues that come into play, a cascade of and, negative issues whenever you're just off-center. Yes, and to show how synergistic this is with my work, that's one of the first things I do is look at someone singing when they first come into me or even if they're a student I've had for a while, I check how their posture is. I kind of just look and see, are they listing to the side or or are they headbutting, you know, and all that because it very much matters to the openness of the throat and the breath control for voices. So that's really funny that one of the first things you do is uh, check somebody's posture out and then go from there. Right behind that, we want to look at ranges of motion because if you have, just say, for example, you can't turn your neck fully, then... That, that tells me that there's a restriction, whether it be muscular or ligamentous or, or the, the bones and the joints having, you know, arthritic things like that that need to be freed up. It's going to affect um, not only just the singing, but how free you are, say, on, in a performance mode on stage. If you're moving stiffly, it translates into your performance. So if you can be as free as possible 
uh, where you can just fully facilitate all your faculties, and that's that's what you want. Right. And what do you do when someone is out of line? Besides Training just tell the them to straighten up, right. <laughs> straighten up and fly right. Well, actually, everyone's mother has been telling them that since they were little kids. Sit, you know, sit up straight. <laughs> but in my my training as a chiropractor, we actually work with. I guess you'd say the more the micromanagement of the alignment from joint to joint and so forth. If you have one set of vertebrae, we'll say, be it in your lower back that are, are twisted or, or wrenched out of alignment, then that's going to affect you all the way up to the top of the spine. So, yeah, we look at that. Uh, we also give our patients specific stretches and exercises if they need various therapies. In our wellness practice, we have so many tools. It would take a while to go into all of them, which we don't have the time, but everything from acupuncture to you know, to massage to we have some vibrational therapies, which I love is in terms of working with musicians understand vibration, you know, inherently. You have to be in pitch, in tune. So uh, we have some high-tech vibrational therapies that work. I'm also being trained in uh, Chinese medicine and a therapy called Qigong. You mm-hmm. can actually, there's a, ver- a very low-tech way of uh, helping balance a person's energies with your hands. Anyone can learn to do it, but it does take a long time to, to master it. But you can do it on yourself or you can do it on someone else. So I do both. Wow. One of the biggest issues that I try to help singers with is the rib cage needing to be wide, not stiff, but you know, continually wide so that the diaphragm has a good stretch and that way it controls itself without the quote-unquote singing from the diaphragm that most people talk about. When when you sing from the diaphragm or you think you should, usually you're going to tense there, and that's counterproductive, and you blow the lid on your control. Tell us some things that affect the diaphragm that you help with. There are so many things. I mean, part of it starts even just from Western culture. I mean, from the time we reach puberty, we become very self-conscious, and we kind of learn not to move our belly or breathe from our diaphragm. We tend to them, uh, upper chest breathers. And the mm-hmm. thing about connected with the diaphragm is the lungs. The lungs are kind of a triangular shape if you think about it. And so if you're breathing with the top, upper fields of your lung, if you're relying on that, the upper lungs don't have as much capacity as the, the base of the lungs. The, the base uh-huh. of the triangle is on the bottom. So um, the idea with diaphragmatic breathing, the importance of it is as your diaphragm moves downward like the floor of an elevator, then the lungs are going to elongate and you're, right. and you're getting the air down to the base. Uh, so just being aware of it is a key thing, which is where your work comes in so vitally. But where people get stuck from a physical standpoint, uh, so, as I said earlier, most people spend so much time in sedentary lifestyle over a computer. So if you think about your different aspects of your torso, you know, you've got the sacrum and pelvis, which is supposed to be very stable and not move a whole lot, uh, uh-huh. relatively speaking. And then the thoracic area, which is, the, you know, the middle rear ribs are 12 thoracic vertebrae and ribs, is indeed a cage, so it's supposed to protect your lungs and your heart and your, your vitals. So it's supposed to have some movement, but what happens is when a person sits at a computer all day, the middle back area becomes particularly stiff and rigid. And, uh-huh. Uh, and, so, uh-huh. and the top so, the top part top part bends over a little bit, doesn't it? The upper curve is forward. pronounced. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, you get out of that out of that neutral position. So. Um, you know, chiropractic adjustments can definitely help with that. Certain you know, stretches and you know, rotational maneuvers. You know, if you just basically sit in a neutral position, for example, and just say you drop your right shoulder blade down, you want to you want to just bend your middle back, not your lower back, not your neck, but front where your rib cage is, and you just drop, say, your right shoulder blade down, and and try to move. See how much movement you can activate in your middle back. There's not that That's much. That's funny. Anyway. <laughs> this is making me sit up a little straighter than I was just yeah. now. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, in fact, it's awareness. Ever, awareness can change a lot, can't it? Interestingly, when I when I speak, a lot of times I'll ask the audience to go ahead and sit up straight, and then I'll point out, well, if you had to change your position, then there's a problem. <laughs> so what I was what I was bidding at there was that there's a benefit to just being able to take your spine, say, in a side-bending position, your middle back, I'm talking about, to the side-bending to the right. This is actual maneuver you can do. Bow your middle spine to the right, hold it for 15 seconds, to the left, 15 seconds, uh, and then you can kind of... Oh, that's great. You know, bring your shoulder shoulder blades backward, extend your middle back and your upper back gently backward. You don't want to be harsh with this because it's not supposed to move that much. And then you can round it forward like a cat's back. There's, in fact, there's some really great yoga positions, you know, the cat position. I'm not a yoga specialist or anything, but I know that there are positions where you repress your, your spine up and then you drop your spine down. You can do it on all fours, in other words, or you can just do it in a chair or standing. And then mm-hmm. so side to side, forward, backward, and then remember the rotational component. If you ever watch a, a golfer, before they, before they start hitting the ball, they'll take the golf club and they'll very gently, just should be gently, rotate from side to side to really get motion through every part of their spine. And that's a really right. good thing for a, a vocalist to do as well because of the diaphragmatic activity you need to have. Right. Well, what about the neck? You know, what I find is when people have stiff necks, the freedom between the shoulders and the head is lost. And then the little moves that need to happen for different notes uh, to be accessed in the resonation zone doesn't happen. So a stiff neck can definitely affect the voice. Uh, you know, that's one thing you deal with too, isn't it? Well, you do that every time I come in. <laughs> well, right. So the closer you get to the, the larynx and, and the vocal structures, then the more fine-tuned, the um, smaller the muscles get. You know, the diaphragm yes. is a big, mm-hmm. flappy muscle designed for strength and endurance and all that. Uh, so you just said, when you get in the neck, now you're really getting into the fine-tuned component. Right, your tongue and jaw and neck, it all goes together. You know, an interesting thing about the, the jaw, the, the trigeminal nerve, which is the, uh, the, the nerve that innervates your, your jaw, your speaking, the movement of your, of your jaw, uh, accounts for 70 to 70% of the neural input into the brain. And what that tells me is that wow. being a communicating uh, being, uh, that the, the brain puts a lot, a disproportional amount of effort into uh, what we're able to do with our jaw. So any issues in the jaw, whether it be TMJ, whether it be tightness in the neck and the, mu- the muscles connecting to the jaw, uh, are really, really important. Neuro- neurologically, it's all wrapped up together. Yeah. And uh, I'll say this, there's, there's an important muscle that oftentimes gets overlooked. It's called the platysmus. And the platysmus, it's a thin layer, a thin sheet. It goes basically from the flat of the jaw, it's called the ramus of the jaw, the straight uh-huh. part there. It goes down to the chin. On either side, and it kind of encompasses, it's an outer layer, and it goes in the front of the, the throat, and it connects down into the, um, the upper rib cage. So something that uh, your listeners can do right now is with their, their mouth gently closed, not clenched, but gently closed, just lean the head back and notice if you feel any tightness that radiates, I'm doing it now, that, that you feel pulling on the front of your, uh, below your chin, uh, across Adam's apple, uh, the larynx, and down to the rib cage. And if you yeah. do, more than likely there there is some uh, restriction of the platysma. So, you know, it's just a good maneuver just to do right there is just, you extend the neck back with the jaw gently closed. What happens is you don't notice this because you happen to be looking up at something 
in the grocery store or outside or whatever, if that's tight, you kind of let your, your jaw drop down so you don't challenge that resistance. You don't even notice you have it. But if you keep your jaw gently closed, it'll show right. up. <laughs> right. I'll be there. And so you can just kind of flex there. Extend, and extend backward. Another you wouldn't really want to sing that stuff. way, but, but, no, but, no, no, no. but to do it to loosen it. Another really good thing, because most people, their shoulders tend to round forward, again, from a computer posture. Their shoulders mm-hmm. kind of round forward, and they don't even know it. You know, like old people, you look at uh-huh. an old person, they, you know, they're kind of hunched forward on a walker or on a cane, and, and everything is rounding forward, almost like in a fetal position. We almost return to right. our fetal configuration if we're not careful. So right. the, the musculature on the front of the rib cage, the pectoralis muscles, corpobrachialis and so forth that attach to the front of the uh, the upper shoulder, the humerus there. What you can do is you can uh, take, say, your left arm behind your back and grab your left wrist with your right hand. So I'm stretching my left shoulder. So I've got my left hand behind my back. I'm grabbing, say, where my watch is, where my right with my right hand. Uh-huh. I'm going uh-huh. to kind of pull that arm kind of back and across. And as I do that, that left shoulder is going to kind of, it's going to bring it back. Now, at the same time, bring my neck and head in the opposite direction, kind of backward and to the right, especially to the right. Oh, wow. That's excellent. And so so what you're going to feel there, you may feel tension in your shoulder that you're releasing, in in the shoulder, kind of the point of the shoulder, Uh or you may feel it on the the front of the outer rib cage there, or you may feel it kind of in the neck muscle. And if you did the platysma stretch we talked about a while ago, you probably would have already helped clear some of the neck stuff out, but these are bigger muscles in your shoulders that really need to be stretched out because most of us lose that centering where the, the upper rib cage just rounds forward. Similar to that, Judy, would be to uh, strengthen that, that squeeze. We call it the pencil exercise. I think you and I have talked about it before, where you kind of imagine a pencil between your shoulder blades and you, squeeze, you hold, push your shoulder blades back together. And this is more of an active uh, exercise for your upper middle back. And you squeeze those muscles together and that tones and tightens and strengthens those muscles. So. That's funny about the shoulders. Uh, again, another synergy here. What I notice with the voice is that when the shoulder blades are up, I, I call it the wings are out, you know, right. the rib cage is dropped, and then the breath control is compromised. And when, not tightly, but when the shoulder blades tip back where they flatten out in the back, then the rib cage is open. And the trick is, like you said at the beginning of our talk here, to uh, to tone those muscles but not tighten them. And so these these stretches, we don't even realize that our shoulder blades are up and out sometimes until we do what you're talking about. That's a great exercise. Well, it's hard to be objective with yourself. Yeah. So that's where a vocal coach can be so vital because just, I mean, I know with, with me, I mean, you just like, okay, just a very slight positioning, it can make all the difference in the world. It's just great to have somebody just, point out what's going on yeah well that's why i come to you all the time (laughs) you know what you introduced me one day to the concept of feldenkrais you you lent me a book on feldenkrais and i learned about the alexander technique uh, as well talk to me uh, and talk to us about the magic that can happen when muscles are instructed by unobstructive nerve impulses to work the most efficiently well, I, I was introduced to those techniques myself, actually, when I did a training up at Ithaca College in New York. The name of this program was called Caring for the Injured Musician. And uh, what I learned there is that musicians are athletes in that they are performing repetitious Absolutely. motion. You have to do it in a certain timing. You're definitely performing. 
and you use muscles and, and it's a skill. So they introduced those techniques and I had never seen or heard of them before, but it made all the sense in the world to me. And that it's just a very gentle guidance to help the body really kind of find home. And I guess I liken it to, um, I was at a mall one day and there was a program there on golf. And I know you play some golf. Uh-huh. It was called the Kiss Method and I never heard of it. But anyway, I was talking to the uh, gentleman there. I don't, I don't say I, I play golf, I, I whack at the ball. Call it. But anyway, you know, I've got, I've got a visual issue. I'm born legally blind. So I was telling him, you know, I was having a little trouble dialing in the ball, being able to see the ball and making direct contact. And he goes, you don't have to see the ball. And, and he proved it to me. He, he actually took me through some, I guess I would call it kind of similar to the techniques we were just talking about, where he just gave me some very subtle cues. And he actually had me closing my eyes and hitting the tar out of that ball with my eyes closed. Wow. It was, it was the darndest thing. Oh so, but anyway, I, I bring that up just to say that a person who is, who is in the know that can use some of these very subtle things can just help you find what your natural position should be. And so uh, I'm, not, I'm not a Feldenkrais Christ or Alexander instructor or practitioner. I, I refer those people out to others. But there is something to be learned from it, uh, certainly. Yes, and, and I have too. Yeah, I know you have. But the idea is we want to find the, the most efficient uh, way of doing anything, whether it's singing or anything in life. So, right. so sometimes we need more kind of comprehensive work with, with chiropractic or massage or you know, some body work. But a lot of times there's just a subtleness, just a minor tweak that can make all the difference. And that's what those techniques do. Yeah. Jeannie Diva was a vocal coach. She just passed away recently. I'm so sorry mm-hmm. to have heard that. But she introduced me to the idea of purposed touch of two fingers on your larynx just to tell it to relax. And dang, I put two fingers on my larynx and I will it to relax. And guess what? It does. <laughs> and yeah. I realized that that's what you had taught me about the protocols that can make muscles more efficient. When you work with me right before an important vocal or speech or anything else, I know that somehow things are just in better position for me to just go and not worry about it and just do it. And my voice just works better. You bring such a spirit of generosity, intelligence, creativity, integrity, and love to your work and to your clients. So I want to tell everybody, if you are near Franklin, Tennessee, you need to go see Dr. Allison. (laughs) Where can people find you? I've got just our website, probably is the best place, wellnesscenterofranklin.com. Wellnesscenterofranklin.com. That's fine. If you want to email me a question, you can email me at Dr. Allison, Allison's with two L's, at wellnesscenterofranklin.com. Those are perfectly fine ways of reaching us. I, I love the music community, you know, and I feel a little bit of a silent collaborator with you guys whenever y'all go do your things, and whether it's writing or performing or entertaining or just making life better for, for everyone. You know, music is, is really what gives a richness to life, and for people to find their voice and to keep their voice, and to share it with the world. It's, it's a wonderful thing. So I, I'm honored to be able to work with and support uh, you all, and, uh, and, and Judy, especially you, you. You've been a real treasure to our family and to our community. And so every, everyone is listening to your blog now and your messages and your trainings that you do, whether a student or they, an online student, that they would do well to, to really follow what you're, you're teaching because it's, it's very down-to-earth and it's very practical, and it makes a difference. Well, thank you, Dwayne. And uh, if you ever go anywhere, you be sure to let me know where that is because <laughs> I'll have to come find you. <laughs> uh, I'm not planning on it. All right. 
Yeah, you'll have to keep me straight, literally. All right. Well, you take care, and I will see you for my next appointment. (laughs) Perfect. God bless. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave me a review, especially at iTunes. Once again, you can find Dr. Allison on the web at franklinchiropractic.net. For information on my vocal training and studio production services for your voice, go to judyrodman.com. Thanks for listening. Check back soon for another episode of All Things Vocal.